but I think it has allowed us to grow steadily and offer the same service regardless of how big we've got. Enabling us to move off-site meant that I could still be in front of the customer even though we were bigger. So I think to someone who bought from us in the initial phase of our business and someone who buys from us now, they shouldn't really notice. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, it's Mark. And I don't want to be that doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a little bit of a wake-up call for you. Because we've been talking a lot lately about how the whole iOS thing has some advertisers flying blind. And when you sprinkle on some rising ad costs and supply chain issues, we've got a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. The bad news is that a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. But the good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out of this even stronger. So that's why it's important to focus on what you can control. Sign up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, test. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the cutting-edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Kira Goller, the National Sales and Marketing Director of Smart Underwear, a company that was started in 2018 that doubled in 2020, doubled again in 2021, and looks like it's going to double again in 2022. So I figure, let's start there. How the heck are you doing that? <laughs> Hi, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. This is really exciting and it's great to have an opportunity to discuss this all. So I think the big thing is probably a lot of my success is a tribute to digital marketers. So we launched with absolutely no understanding of e-commerce or marketing of any sort. I'm a physiotherapist by profession and came straight from the profession straight into marketing. And initially, and I know we spoke a little bit before, and we built the business and like digital marketer and my coach, I'll still get there, Scott mentioned you build these things, they don't come. So you think you've got a great product market fit, you're excited about what you're doing, you launch it and then you wait and nothing happens. So 2020 was obviously a big challenge and we had a national lockdown, I think in South Africa as well as globally. And for an e-commerce business where you can't have courier services running, that is immediately a major challenge. So we shut the business down for a while and I think that created a little bit of space for us to really relook everything, see what we were doing. And at roughly the same time, my brother forwarded me an email that he'd received from Tony Robbins saying that digital markets had opened up all their certifications and I opened the email and I think probably within half an hour, I was the module two of funnel conversion. <laughs> um, and I did the exam. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think that was really the turning point for me as well as for the business. So the content was, was super relevant. It was easy to understand. And it really stuck with me. I joined Digital Marketer. I was then part of Elite Coaching's initial intake group. And Scott was my coach. And I think between Scott and the group itself, I really did just learn a ton of knowledge. I made use of all the Digital Marketer resources. I think I've done eight of the 12 certifications. And I wow. think I'm going to have to redo the content one if I understand. Oh yeah, soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and I think just by applying everything that I'd learned, I'm um, having a business that I could automatically. So as soon as I learned something, I went and applied it, and it worked. And we just kept doing that, and we just kept running the same principles over, and it just kept generating. It really is a case of learning, of initially seeing what I didn't learn, and I think that was another amazing thing about digital marketing. For the first time, I knew what I didn't know, um, mm. which is a humbling point to be at. But at the same time, I had great resources that I could now take and fill in those gaps, and the little bit of knowledge that I had, I could use as the glue to put it all together. That's amazing. Well, we talked about before where you said, like, I'm an amateur marketer. I'm like, ah, your results aren't really amateur. <laughs> you know, you might have started out, but I found a lot of people actually have an easier go of it if they haven't learned a bunch of stuff over the last 10 mm-hmm. or 20 years. Because there are a lot of marketers that have done that and they have a lot of bad habits or they have a lot of skill sets that haven't evolved with the times. And so I think since you didn't have that background and you're able to just take systems and then apply them is incredible. And it's obviously showing a ton results. So you and your family are very accomplished just from what you told me. You have a husband that's a neurosurgeon. Is that what you said? Orthopedic surgeon. Orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. And he's actually a super specialist. So he's a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, which is also where my decision to move into a more Mm. flexible role sort of came from because he's obviously in high demand with long working hours. And the nice thing about what we were doing now is it really was flexible. So as a physio, Mm. in fact, clinical practice is really not very flexible when it comes to time planning and that sort of thing. And having Having children, it was just becoming a bit of a challenge. So this really was a wonderful opportunity for me to take something, learn it, make something of it while it still could be a little bit flexible in terms of time. That's fantastic. So let's just talk about the brand itself and how you applied the tools from Digital Marketer to double your sales every year for the last three Mm. years. I know you worked with Scott. So Scott Cunningham, one of our elite coaches and our N3 mentor, teaches the program. Did you just basically go step by step and just execute? I did. A lot of what I did was I followed the advice. I started with Conversion Funnel, understand how the concept of marketing fits in, understand the T-shaped marketer, understand where all the components fit in. And then I think it was a question of me deciding where I felt most comfortable starting. I do enjoy writing. I do enjoy emails, the communication, that sort of thing, and I naturally gravitate to what I enjoy. So I started there. And as I learned the content, I then applied it. So I think following Scott's pillars, I know he speaks about the four pillars, mm-hmm. and we knew we had the product market fit. We knew we had a product that worked. It had been tested extensively overseas. It was doing well there. It was just a question of making sure that our market knew about it. And I think that was probably one of our biggest challenges initially, is it was such a new concept that people didn't even know to look for it, never mind mm-hmm. to now go and buy it. With Scott having a great background, obviously in, in e-commerce he was wonderful with all that ensuring up our product market fit and then going to have a look and make sure that our website was good the SEO was there the best practices in terms of where the buttons are basic sort of structure as well as then the content so we went to we rebuilt the website I then learned about the marketing in terms of the emails making sure that our campaigns were running understanding the different components of an email campaign the different types of emails and then I went and rewrote our whole email started with indoctrination went over into conversion the retargeting made mm-hmm. sure we had each of those components running. And then I must be honest, the paid marketing I did outsource because I think it was just too much knowledge for me to understand. And I've got a great guy that I work with who completely by coincidence. And mm-hmm. I think we're sitting, we're in South Africa. So we're far from all of you. We don't necessarily know what's happening everywhere else. And by some complete coincidence, all the training that he'd ever done was also through digital marketing. So when I started thinking I've got to introduce this big concept of a CDJ and explain to him about how the customer moves through the, he's like, did you do this through digital marketing? <laughs> so, <is> that- <laughs> 
It was incredible. That was complete coincidence, but wonderful because we came from the same approach in terms of how we wanted to market, understanding our customers, um, making sure that we knew exactly what we were saying. And uh, so he helped me then with the paid portion and the actual digital marketing in terms of what I thought was the digital marketing yeah, well, was initially. Yeah. <laughs> that's all digital marketing. That's the trick. Yeah. You just threw out a bunch of terms out there just for the listeners. You know, a lot of these terms are in the e-commerce certification that Scott just did a few months ago. But one of the terms I love that you use a lot, which is product market fit. And that's something Scott talks about a ton. So could you just kind of define it and then how you applied it to smart underwear? Look, I think that the main thing is you've got to make sure that you have something that people want. So I think that was something that, that we knew we had. And um, it's something that I think any business needs to be sure of. So really understand what your product is. But I think the step before that is really understanding your customer. So understanding what their problems are, understanding what their pain points are, and then understanding where this product fits into their journey to get to whatever success it is that they're hoping for. So you kind of understand where your product comes in. It's not really about saying buy this. It's more understanding how this product is going to get you to a point where you really hope you want to be. And then obviously taking that and making sure that you can articulate it very clearly and concisely in just about everything that you do. So making sure that your problem matches what your product is able to do in terms of getting them to their desired end state. Oh, that's fantastic. What is Smart Underwear? Just So we, we launched the business with an American incontinence underwear range, which is a very niche market. And I think having a background in healthcare and both myself and my brother made it quite easy for us to talk about something that was probably pretty uncomfortable for most people, you know. And I think that's one of the big things that we do is highlight the fact that a big portion of the population suffers from this. And it's not really that taboo. And it's really not something to be that ashamed of. And it's something that there's now a great solution for. So we had this product that really I think can help people and we could then just like I say make sure that our messaging explained exactly what it did and how it got people from staying at home and being scared to leave the house to going back and hitting a golf ball and playing tennis. Oh, I love that. Well, and how you pulled all of your strengths. So you, your brother's at Oxford or he went to Oxford and then your dad's at pharmaceuticals? So my father was a retired pharmaceutical executive. So he was very involved in healthcare, in pharmaceuticals, in medical devices, which is how he then was offered this product. My brother did medicine and then went to Oxford to do his MBA and then came back and specialized in in radiology. So he's actually Uh now a radiologist. We all kind of seem to, I think we have some sort of attention deficit that we all (laughs) need to have all of these hundreds of balls in the air. But we work very well together. And I think each of us do have a skill set that plugs into the other and really does work well. As a business, we've now evolved. We've added a period panty range. We're actually looking at designing a local manufactured underwear range. But a lot of things are coming out of that as well, which is exciting. And I think it's just something that we can keep building. So do you think your primary marketing method, because I know you talked a little bit about paid advertising, but I know you have a trip campaign set up. So you're doing email marketing. Do you also do a lot of social or what would you say are your primary channels? We do. I think email is a big one. I think people really just need to talk to someone. So what I found is the amount of people replying when we ask a question is great. And I think that just shows that it really is a market that is neglected in a way. It's people who are uncomfortable. They're shy. They don't want to discuss it with family members. And, and now you've got someone going, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. I don't mind talking about it. So it's, that's been a, a big thing. We are on social. So we do run, we've got an organic campaign as well as a paid campaign. And we do try and sit down and, and run promotions on, on, on those. But I think we 
try and be wherever our people are. I think our big gaps at the moment, which was highlighted by TNC, in fact, was video. So I think we really are now. That will be our next big phase is looking at YouTube. TikTok is still a strange concept for me, but one that I think I need to get my head around. And yeah, so I think those perhaps we know that it's on our to-do list. We just Mm. need to get around to that. I also love how you talked about the T-shaped marketer. So for the listeners who don't know what T-shaped marketer is, it's basically having a little bit of knowledge in all the different aspects of digital marketing and then going really deep into one or two of them. So I know you said that you outsource the paid media component. What would you say is your vertical T portion? I think definitely the email and content. I genuinely do enjoy writing and communicating with people. So I think that's where I spend a bulk portion of my time. I have at the moment still positioned myself quite in the front of the business. So I try and respond to emails, to phone calls that they are speaking to me. I think I just understand the product really well. And I think having a physio background, I'm I'm able to have those difficult conversations. And I think that's pretty good. The other thing is that with doubling our business, and I think it's something that I would advise any startup company and something that I would definitely do again, we did everything. So we Mm. had the product all in my garage, much to my husband's horror. But we literally, I packed the orders myself. I organized the careers. I literally did every aspect of the business. And then as we got big enough, we were able to say, okay, now it's time to move this across because we understood it. We could instruct somebody how to do it. So a big turning point for us was about February this year where we moved into a proper warehouse. We've got a full logistics system now that supports us. And that's freed up a whole pile of my time and has enabled me now to be a little bit more involved in the specific aspects that I prefer. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, it's so smart to go through the the actual process. You just made a warehouse this year. Is that what you said? Because that's incredible. So you were actually doing everything out of a garage for the first three years. It was one of those, when they talk about those startups that started someone's garage. In a garage. It was mine. Ah, that's. I did the same thing. I was importing equipment from China at the time and we had it in the garage. It was me and my wife and my two-year-old sons. They're 10 months apart, so they were the same age for a little bit. (laughs) And it was basically like packing stuff up. You get in good shape doing that, I'll tell you that much. But the important part is that you learn the process because I I think a lot of people hear e-commerce, oh, get online and sell stuff. And people are like, oh yeah, I'll just get online and sell stuff. It's so easy. And they really don't understand the amount of customer service aspect the operational requirements of it, the time requirements. And then if you don't understand those things, and let's say that you just outsource it to a fulfillment center, which a lot of people do, then you can't really know what's happening. So I think you did it the right way where you could understand the whole process. And now you're able to have a warehouse and hire people and know exactly what's happening rather than having to rely on somebody else. Yeah, and I think even when it got to the point where we were looking at a warehouse, I think having done it ourselves, we knew what questions to ask. We knew what we wanted. So we knew how to vet other people's systems. We knew that we had a couple of non-negotiables because we knew those were the key aspects of our business that customers really wanted. Fast delivery times, making sure they could track their orders. Things that I would have never thought of, I don't think, had I just from the beginning said, okay, who can take this off my hands? It was really a case of learning what works, what doesn't work, what really moves the needle in terms of customer service and then making sure whoever was going to take this over not only does that, but that I know how to check if they're doing it. Well, and I think your growth trajectory makes a lot of sense too, because you're doubling, doubling, which sounds like a ton. But I think that the other thing that people don't expect is if you are successful, like wildly successful, like you guys launch and maybe the first year you double and the next year you triple or quadruple or mm. go even bigger. 
that operational requirement gets really hard. And so it's not something that you necessarily want. So I think your scaling path is perfect. And that's, I don't know if it's intentional. Did you guys, when you were scaling, did you start scaling up your ad spend or was it just gradual? It's definitely been gradual. We've tried to not do it with any massive financial loans or things like that. So we've tried to keep the business supporting itself to an extent. But at the same time, like you say, you've got to be careful of growing too quickly and then letting those core aspects slip. Mm. So if it suddenly increases and we can't keep up with stock or suddenly the warehouse systems can't keep up with the volume, you are going to have a return customer that had an amazing experience the first time. And the second time, it looks as though you've dropped the ball. So I think this way of doing it was, it was intentional for a couple of reasons, but I think it has allowed us to grow steadily and offer the same service regardless of how big we've got, enabling us to move off-site meant that I could still be in front of the customer even though we were bigger. So I think to someone who bought from us in the initial phase of our business and someone who buys from us now, they shouldn't really notice too much in terms of change of how we do things. It still feels intimate. It still feels very well run because it is. Well, I think you've done an amazing job. If you're still using legacy cloud storage like Dropbox or Google Drive or expensive, unintuitive digital asset management tools to store your images and videos, listen up. While those are fine for teams who just need to store docs and sheets, they are terribly inefficient for marketing teams needing to organize, share, and collaborate on visual assets. Air's intuitive UI is purpose-built for visual assets. Automatic content tagging and powerful filters mean you don't even have to remember folder or file names. As long as you know what's in an image, you can find it in seconds. Modern marketing teams, including those at Google, Sweetgreen, The Infatuation, and Pattern have saved up to 10 hours per person per week by switching to Air. Air is the leading platform for marketing teams to manage and automate their creative operations. Learn more at air.inc slash digital marketer. That's A-I-R dot I-N-C slash digital marketer. But if you could go back three years, say when you first were starting, did you make any kind of key decisions that you would have changed or has it been perfect the whole time or what were the roadblocks that kind of were preventing the doubling up until 2020? I think it was our complete lack of knowledge. I think if I'm really honest, I think I didn't know what I didn't know. So I looked at this business and and I saw we had a website and I couldn't work out why nobody was buying. And it was honestly just a complete lack of understanding of the whole aspect of digital marketing. And I think it's something we did touch on. I didn't come into the business with any experience and that made me feel pretty insecure initially, but it also meant that I had a clean slate. So mm-hmm. as I learned things, I applied it. And I think I've been quite lucky in the sense that because I followed it to the book, I don't think there were really were roadblocks. I think the roadblocks that existed in my complete lack of knowledge. And once I'd found a way of learning, things flowed. Personal challenges are obviously difficult. Having three children, having a busy husband, I think that is obviously something that's, I don't know if you can call it a roadblock, but it is something that you've got to manage in between. But it's still, I could apply what I learned and it, it gave us the results. So perhaps I could have done it faster. Perhaps I could have applied more quicker. Life is life as well in between. And I think I love how you outsource the paid media component because you weren't comfortable with it. And I think that's a really mature decision to do because the temptation, like for me, who started 20 years ago, where I'm like, I'm going to figure it all out because building websites is new. You couldn't actually do that back then. So you had to figure it out. But with that said, my tendency towards the design aspects of websites doesn't actually lead to better websites today just because everything's mobile. 
So all these design elements that I've built over the couple of decades of doing it is that uh, doesn't actually matter as much anymore. Just yep. sign up for Shopify and you're good to go in 10 minutes. Hey, <laughs> but I think especially because you're a physiotherapist, I'm sure you have some old physiotherapists that do a certain way that's probably wrong or inefficient compared to what you've learned. And it's the same in every profession. So I, I think it's yeah, nothing. Sure. And saying that I don't do the paid components of it, I did do my certification. So I understand mm-hmm. it. So again, I yes. try to understand the theoretical concepts that when I am having the meeting and we are planning the campaign, I can still give guidance. I just maybe don't know which exact button to click and exactly which drop down menu to select to, to set it up. But I do understand the concept. I think I mentioned to you, I'm, I've just started a new business on the side. And I think perhaps in that, I'll try and see if I can get a bit more comfortable in, in that space now that I'm a little bit more comfortable in the ones that I've done now with my underwing. Another super smart thing to do, because I think when you have an agency, you're actually able to test uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of these lessons that you've learned with, say, digital marketer courses, but you don't have to pay. Actually, you get paid to learn it. That's the neat part because it's not your money you're spending. And there's a transition phase before I've got other people's money because when I launch my own business, I can actually test it on my own business. As an agency, I'm going to need, I think we did discuss it, Lucy, but with my medical background, I'm very keen to apply the digital marketing that I've learned to help doctors increase their online and I'm going to need doctors. So I can Mm. now use the paid component that I'm maybe not as comfortable with see a little bit more and slowly get a bit more comfortable with it. And even in in the end, if I decide that I'm not going to focus on it entirely, just at least have an opportunity to try it out. No, no, that's that's fantastic. I think that's the way you develop yourself, the way you help others, and the way you apply all this knowledge and keep it honed in. It is incredibly liberating for me personally, just from the marketing component, because after you understand, say, even just the customer value journey, you have the power to start anything you really want. And that's I think the most freedom you could get in life is, oh yeah, anything could happen and I'll figure it out because I know marketing, which sounds grandiose, but... (laughs) Well, you just keep applying the same principles. So it doesn't really matter what it is that you're selling. The principles don't change. And I think that's what's been fantastic is that the core components are replicatable and I can take that knowledge now and really help people because like I said, I I know we're digressing a little bit now, but everyone who's now seen that I was, because that was a bit of a joke when Mm. people saw that I was in the States and they saw I was going to a conference, everyone assumed that... I was there for my husband's conference. You know, oh yeah, you're traveling. You know, you're going to San Diego for presenting at a conference. And so no, actually, it was my conference, and it's for digital marketing. And people are like, but how? And then of course, the next question is, please, can you help me? And that's where that where, where yeah. And I think that's where this new business has come from. As soon as people understood what I was doing, and they just need help. And it's nice to have someone who understands the business in terms of the field that they are in. And I think mm. healthcare marketing is really specialized. The legislation, the rules and regulations, all those sorts of things make it a little bit of a complex almost like a minefield I think medical practitioners but understanding that I can just apply what I've learned with smart underwear and do it for them well and you have all the case studies and all of the details about how the case studies work so you're coming from a position of authority just starting even from before when you had it because you were where you are a physiotherapist talk the talk understand what they're going through and do everything else and i think that's an important component because i I think a lot of people even though you can start any business in the world which if you start out as a marketer you'll try and what you'll find is that you might start a bunch of brands or a lot of businesses that you don't like and the fact that you like it, you understand it, you and your family all do it. It's like a recipe for success. So yeah. I think you have done an amazing job. And thank you. You're a fantastic case study for digital marketers. So we can <laughs> talk about you even more. Now we're going to market you too. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> look, I mean, I think I was lucky. I, I had tried one or two online courses where you look, what is this? And the, the content was either so vague or so highly specialized. And mm. I think within the first, like I said, within the first 30 minutes, I just, it made sense to me. It's just so well presented and it's core concepts that really do create massive results. It's funny too, because Ryan always talks about, like, oh, I wrote it on a bar napkin one night. And it's, yeah, <laughs> after 15 years of experience and millions of dollars made and all these different things, he came up with this framework that anybody could use for any business to grow. But I think that's the trick. Everybody just hears the bar napkin, but it's like, ah, plus 50 years experience spread <laughs> over 16 people or 120,000 people. I think it's a big challenge. And I think something that you guys have got right is that now somebody like me can draw that bar napkin. So I think you've managed to explain it in such a way that somebody who previously knew nothing really can also figure it out and I can explain the journey. I think you've done an amazing job. Definitely need to have you back on the show to talk a little bit more about the specifics that you do. Email marketing is always a huge component that is left out a lot of the times, even now. But yeah, we'll definitely have you back on. In the meantime, uh, where can people find out more about you and your businesses? So Smart Underwear is online. So it's smartunderwear.co.za. You can reach me on Kira at smartunderwear.co.za. And then the new business, the healthcare marketing that's newly launched. The website isn't officially live yet, but the domain has been registered and that's healthlead.online. And then the email for that would be Kira at um, healthlead.online. Online. Thank you so much, Kira. I think this has been super informative. I'm not joking that we are going to use you as a case study. So you'll probably see some more content <laughs> <laughs> on social media talking about you. But we'll keep you informed of that. And listeners, be ready for more Kira because we're going to post a bunch of stuff about her journey. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share that with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketing.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.